Every year, the Archdiocese asks that we communicate the financial report to the parish. And lucky you, today is the day for us to do that. Seemed uh, fitting with our readings. The ushers are going to come forward right now and pass out a stack of paper. They're not going to count the number of people. The outside two are going to take care of the outside rows and the bleachers. These two are going to pass them down this way. So they're not going to count, just pass them all the way down. We should have plenty of papers uh, for you. If you're visiting us, well, lucky you, you got to go home and tell everybody back there, this priest only talks about money. I've been there, that's all they ever talk about. So outside, if you would, yeah, take care of the outside. Thank you, Mr. Clinker. Outside. Good, so it's getting passed around, don't worry, this will be fun. It will be, I promise. I am going to have to go just a little bit longer, so if your little one needs a break, don't hesitate. Um, when I'm talking about numbers, I don't want those to get jumbled or confused, you know, I can just hear it now. Not quite sure how Father Andrew worked through this in the past. Um, I have seen previous reports. Uh, what I have done is to simplify those reports and pulled out the graphs and charts. And I understand his placing the finances within the larger context of the overall parish. But uh, what I've done is just to focus on the financials. So I've, in a sense, simplified the report, but also added details to it. I'll show you what I mean by that momentarily. Let's begin on page two. Uh, with the capital campaign, that section. So first say thank you for your dedication to the parish. That'll become evident as we go through this report. And also thank you to our finance council members who have served us uh, so well. They're listed at the bottom of this page. So uh, for us, our financials are really relatively simple. We don't have a school, we don't have a cemetery, we don't have any buildings, <laughs> right? So really there. Pretty simple. We have a campaign, and here's the information on the campaign. The, our fiscal year runs from July 1st to June 30th, so this report is for the fiscal year that ended June 30th, 21. In that year, you donated a little over a million dollars towards our $12 million campaign. Thank you for that. You can see the total income is a little bit over a million dollars. This year we had relatively small um, expenses, only the, the cost of printing and mailing, as I understand it, basically that was it, the postcards and such for the second phase of, of our campaign. You can see what the net income is there. Then the second section, capital campaign balance as of 6.30.21, I'm not sure if it says it on your sheet or not, but this is from inception, so total donations to uh, the campaign, over $3 million. And then total expenses since the inception. And the major ones here would have been the fundraising company that you contracted with at the beginning, uh, the architect fees, and then the rectory. 
So we paid for the rectory out of these campaign funds, which would have been, what, 375 to 400,000, somewhere around there, is that right? Yeah, so around, around there. So that's where the majority of, of that expense came from. So you see what the overall balance is in, in our capital campaign account. Okay, simple enough on that page. If you'll turn to the other side, the other side has more detail that we can get into. The ordinary operations for the parish. So the first line item there under revenue is tithing. Tithing, we've actually referred to the last couple of weeks. It's a way in which we collaborate with God's effort to redeem the world, right? From very practical things like having bread and wine and a place to have mass. Right, so the proclamation of the gospel depends on our collaboration with it. We can do it without your sacrifices. Now that's only part of our life as husbands and wives know. You would not be content if your spouse said, hey look, I bring money to the relationship, that's all I need to do, right? You want a moral contribution as well, contribution of the will, you're gonna help out around the house, right? This is a team effort. That's what we do with ushers and readers, our volunteers, which we need much more of. That's what you do a moral effort when you participate at Mass. If you're not participating at Mass, well, that's a moral effort, just not a good moral effort, right? Tithing is part of it. That's our first fruits. Tithing, so, uh, what, 925, 924 for the year. Now, just as a reference point, this past year is a little difficult uh, COVID, right, was a big part of it. Some communities had more challenges than others in this realm. And our community, it seems to me, would have been one that had more challenges, meaning you got kicked out of your worship space, right? And then you had to go out to Gardner. This is reflected, I think, in the overall revenue, right? So I, I think, especially given our challenges, uh, the 924 uh, is a testament to your dedication. The previous year, as a point of reference, was 1024 right? So it was about a $100,000 decrease, okay? Then to the expenses. I noticed in past year's reports, employee expenses were not broken out, especially for our type of work. That's gonna make up the majority of our expenses, um, well, a significant, I should say, a significant portion of our expenses. So I felt it was important to break that out. I'll come back to this at the end. You see employee expenses, you know, pay, um, insurance, uh, retirement, taxes, all that goes into that is captured with employee expenses. So about 369, 369,000. Again, just as a reference point, a reference point maybe for, for me as well. So I oversaw an elementary school, my previous assignment, K through five, our employee expenses for that elementary school was 397. Okay, so you see kind of where we fell. So that would have been teachers, principal, support staff in that. Our assessment assessments, about 148,000. Seems like a lot to me. <laughs> Don't tell the archbishop though, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it is a lot, but the archdiocese doesn't have a Sunday congregation that comes together that passes around the basket, right? So th there's got to be some way that they can collect funds to service us in many respects. So if you're getting married, if you want to pursue an annulment, 
If you want to train a priest, uh, train a man to be a priest, you want to train deacons, you want to have Catholic high schools, you've got to draw those funds from somewhere. That's what those assessments are about, right? That's what those assessments are about. Then this next line item, within the community, we should probably come up with a little bit better name. That's our outreach within the Archdiocesan community. This item is specifically for the parish that we twinned with, Holy Name in Kansas City, Kansas. So their boiler went out and we uh, helped them to either repair or replace that. Then the next item is the grade school subsidy. It's the grade school subsidy, 166,000. So that is our responsibility. That's our responsibility. The Archdiocese says that every Catholic family in the Archdiocese has a right to Catholic education for their children. Uh, if your parish does not have a parochial school, then the parish should make up the difference between what the tuition is and what the cost to educate is. Okay, so if a family wants to send their child to a Catholic school like Prince Peace, then they pay the tuition, we pay the difference between the tuition and the cost to educate, right? So we had about 74, I think, families last, or 74 children last year, uh, and that's that. Now, it's not an absolute right. It's a right, but it's not an absolute right, and I'll visit with school families just to make sure we're all on the same page, because what that means is we're saying, you're actively involved in this parish if we're going to support you. I mean, one thing's sure, if you're not involved in the parish, you're not going to Mass on Sundays, then you're not getting a Catholic education, just quite frankly. So what we do is we try to highlight that and say, okay, we're happy, willing to support you with this, but it's a relationship, okay? So, so we want to make sure that you're invested in the parish. As a point of reference, at my parish, again, with a little school, with between 60 and 70 children, the parish supported it at $304,000. Okay, so, so you can see, in a sense, we're getting a good deal. In a sense, it's a lot more expensive to run your own school, a lot more expensive. I, I would r rather have our own school um, and teach our own children, uh, but that's not in the cards just yet. All right, that's it for total expenses. You see the net income. Now, some of this will be explained as we get down a little bit lower. The extraordinary revenue comes from the PPP loan. That's a government program um, that was initiated during COVID, especially for smaller businesses, paycheck protection program. So the idea was that many businesses were locked down and so they didn't have revenue coming in. And so, the government wanted to say, or to help small businesses um, so that they wouldn't let employees go, okay? So if you met certain criteria, then that loan would be forgiven. So we applied for that loan for that 76,200, and that one has been forgiven, right? So we don't have to pay that back. We applied for a second one in this fiscal year, and that one also has been forgiven. Okay, so I guess I gotta say thank you for paying your taxes because that's been helpful for us. If only we could do tithing that way, wouldn't that be nice? All right. 
Cash balances as of 6-30-21, you know, most of the funds at the archdiocese are capital campaign funds, but also additional things that we've, we've sent there. Good, so that gives you the basics. I want to touch in conclusion back on the employee expenses. Employee expenses vary proportionally. The percentage of employee expenses to your gross revenue varies from sector in the economy to sector in the economy. So for example, like um, construction um, and manufacturing and retail, they're gonna have a lower percentage of their gross revenue taken up by employee expense because I would think a big part of that is gonna come from their expenditure on machines, right? On retail products, right? So 10 to 20% is kind of where it falls at that end. On the other end, you see healthcare and social services, healthcare and social services, which would be towards the end of the spectrum where we would fall at, right? We're not selling things too much. Um, and that's roughly around 40%. Now, just to give you some historical background, okay, so the fiscal year that ended June of 2020, our employee expenses were 466,000. Okay, now you can notice a transition to last year, which was 369, okay? In, 1920, so the fiscal year that ended in June 20, we had one priest and seven employees. Uh, now we have one priest and two and a half full-time equivalent employees. That means we have one full-time employee with formation and three part-time employees. Now I know what you're saying, he must be really hard to work with. I know what you're, th <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Could be, could be the case. But I also know that last year was really hard on uh, our parishes, hard on the employees for various reasons. I know that two of them had already accepted jobs before I came, and I was aware that others were contemplating um, a move. So one full-time, three part-time. Part-time, Katie here with music on the weekends. Part-time secretary, Liz and then our part-time accountant, Anne. When Cindy, who is our parish director, came in and offered me her resignation, Anne immediately followed her in the door and said, you know, Father, I'm so glad you're here. I think you're the right guy for the job, and I need to leave too. <laughs> uh, bless her heart. So she said she's been wanting to go for months, but because of the circumstances, again, bless her heart for staying on. Uh, but she said, I wanted to let you know so that as you're thinking through things, you can take that into account, right? So I appreciated that very much. What that will allow us to do is restructure things just a little bit. Some of Cindy's job, it appeared to me, I could be doing, other staff could be doing, and volunteers could be doing. So you saw advertised in the bulletin, head of operations were taking the accounting portion and the business side, payroll, HR, facility management, and just creating one position, okay, out of that. So you could say that maybe we went from a little overstaffed, maybe to a little understaffed at the moment. It might feel like that some days, but God provides. 
And let me offer you just three instances of how I see that, and then we'll be done. The first instance is we've been together three months, hard to believe, three months, and it feels like we've accomplished a fair amount together. That's what it feels like to me. And that tells me, wow, we've got extraordinary volunteers who have stepped up and jumped in and made a lot of things possible. Right, so I think that's a key finding uh, during this time, way in which God provides. Here's a second way. On the first week in Mass that we're at Southside, that's October 23rd, Saturday evening, a father and a son are going to enter the church. Okay, they're going to be confirmed and receive their first Holy Communion. The father has been a Protestant minister for many years. His son has a degree from Mid-American Nazarene. He was two-thirds the way through Protestant seminary. And he came to me the other day and said, I just feel conflicted. I'm going to drop that pursuit. He said, as I become Catholic, and he's already visited with our vocation director about discerning the priesthood. So he's going to live for two or three years as a Catholic before he enters the seminary. And I said, hey, if you don't have anything going on and we need some help and you've got a good background and it's a good fit. So it's an extraordinary um, bit of providence there in a way that God is providing for us. Last example, to fill this head of operations I drew upon a friend of mine that I've known 15 years from St. Joe's and Shawnee as a business manager at that parish. Help, she's helped me. I've sent all the resumes to her. We've sifted through those. As we are sifting through those, I had lunch with a former parishioner and a friend of mine. We had it on the calendar for about two months. She had business up here. She runs a state farm agency in Emporia. I knew her especially because of her involvement in our business team that we put together to help our school out there, it was $100,000 in the red per year when I got there. So we met for lunch and she was talking about how she has been searching for something that will bring additional meaning to her life. I knew that uh, from a while back, but she had restated it. And I said, well, we just happened to have a position open. <laughs> It does not hurt to ask. And then we went out to the south side. I showed, showed her, walked through it, and she said, this is exciting. I mean, not only the building, but this endeavor that we're engaged in, how many people get to build a parish from scratch? She got home. She texted me and said, I can't believe I'm asking you for the job description, but would you send it to me? So I sent her the three-page job description. She submitted her resume, Vicki and I, again from St. Joe's, sorted through all of those. We invited the top three to interview. I had a couple of our leaders from the parish help interview. They all said Meredith from Emporia would be our first choice. So I reached out to her. And as we were working through details, because it's not that easy just to walk away from a state farm agency, you can't just turn off the light. But she said, um, I'm in, I'm, I'm game. And then she told me this, and this is a point that I finally want to get to and share with all of you. She said, Father, three days before we had lunch, I was at my adoration hour, and she said, I found that God was being rather obnoxious. He was not responding to me. She said, I never do this, but I wrote a prayer on a piece of paper and put it in the box for prayers. 
and I wrote, if you want me to make a change, make it clear. Three days, which has biblical importance, right? Three days later, we had lunch. It's quite remarkable. It takes a lot of guts to move husband and son to be in high school. And you don't do it with the idea of increasing your bank account by joining the church staff, right? And I can't help but think of the readings about wisdom and about prudence and about seeing what is a truly, value, a truly valuable and providing a witness for us that we might be encouraged too that God continues to provide.